Praise the Lord. And welcome to IHAP Podcast. IHAP, I have a testimony. Hosted by me, Reverend Mario Inaira. The podcast is shares and goes over testimonies from the people of God. So join me as I speak with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have influenced me and my Christian walk and see just how far God has brought us. Listen and be inspired and motivated by God's work in the lives of His people, by His grace and through His Word. to have with me, uh, sitting across from me, uh, a young man who serves many different roles. He's just an awesome man of God. He's a local youth president for First Tucson Awesome Worship Youth, mm-hmm. a local deacon in First Tucson. Uh, he's also a district treasurer for the Arizona Messengers of Peace and graduate and studied of U of A. And I want to welcome with me today, Brother Jonathan Alvarez. God. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for having me, Brother Mario. Oh, my pleasure, brother. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. And um, uh, one of the things I want to do is just kind of get, uh, get because um, I know you, but everyone else, to kind of get to know you also a little bit that don't, uh, and kind of just talk a little bit about your testimony. And, and I believe um, uh, through our conversations that you actually grew up in church. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I've been uh, in church my whole life. Both of my parents are apostolic. They were born and raised up apostolic. So, um, I mean, on my dad's side, we have, um, I think, four of his brothers are pastors. So, got a lot a lot going on on that side. And then on my mom's side, we got about two pastors. So, um, yeah, very, very um, in touch with the apostolic doctrine. Very in touch with just church in general. Yeah, wow. So it just yeah, like you said, your family just rooted in in church and 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 in the apostolic doctrine. Um, and so I might imagine growing up in church. So when when did you find that that line where you're kind of like, you know what, this is, you know, I come because I have to come, or it's a family thing, and to the point where you got to, you know what, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I kind of want to seek for myself. That's a good question. Um... So, like I said, uh, you know, I grew up in church, and uh, my dad actually, he stopped coming to church when I was around 15 years old. Um, He started, um, you know, experiencing stuff that, you know, he had to deal with on his own, and um, I think at that point is when I really had to decide if if I was going to keep coming to church and keep this walk that um, pretty much he had taught me about, and he had instructed me on, and um, he had, you know, shown me everything I know. So, um, yeah, at that point, you know, he, he backslid, and uh, it was it was tough for the family. Um, it was tough, and it, you know, if, if I can get real here, um, we had um, we had a couple of, of different things that started happening. At, at that point, I, I honestly felt um, the spiritual mantle of authority fall on my laps, and mm. I was like 15 years old, you know, I was like, there's no way am I going to you know, be able to handle this, or do I want to handle this at all? Mm. So I, I kind of try to push the book, you know, I tell God, no, God, this isn't for me, this is for my mom. My mom should be taking over this, my mom should be um, taking care of our family, um, spiritually speaking. So, you know, I fought for that, or I fought with that, or fought with God for that for the longest time. And, um, and slowly, you know, I started to see that, things in my family began to fall apart mm. you know my mom she was very focused out on her job because she she was a provider now so she um she really just had to take care of us and you know she'd bring in the money mm-hmm. and you know i try to I try, I try to isolate myself you know doing the things that i could just you know focusing on school focusing on college and um, slowly i saw that you know it started affecting my my sister and my brother mm-hmm. and you know my sister slowly she, she started pulling away as well, and she ended up, you know, backsliding for a little bit. She's, you know, thankfully now back in church. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it affected my sister, it affected my brother. And, um, you know, I remember that we had our, our uncle. I had my uncles here. They came, came to visit because my dad, um, he had gotten sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came to visit, 
And I remember that, that they began to talk to me and they started, um, they started telling me stuff that I already knew, you know, like, uh, you know, Jonathan, you know, your dad's not home, your mom's busy. It's your responsibility to take that lead, to take that. Um, and, um, they prayed for me and they prayed over me. And, um, that's when I really just said, all right, you know, it's, and I was about 18 at that point. So it was a three year process of just fighting mm-hmm. with God. Um, and just like trying to run away from that. And so I finally said, okay, God, you know, I'll, I'll take it and, um, I will, uh, do my best. Um, but I think that that process and that period of time is when I really just had to really find who I was in God and mm. find my identity in God. And, uh, you know, it's like, this isn't a game and, and I'm in this for the long run. And, you know, when I got baptized, I got baptized at the age of 15. Um, I was like, when I got baptized, I, I you know, I did it because I wanted to give God my everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that, that process in my life is definitely what, what, um, kind of defined who I am spiritually. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, cause that's something big, obviously dad's being, dad's being, or father's being the pillars in the home and then that uh, being present. And then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, kind of the mantle falls on you, but at 15, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a big, big, something big to carry on your shoulders, you know? And, um, so that, that's impressive, you know, it's impressive. And I think overall, just knowing that because God was with you, I think that's what ultimately give you the strength, you know, to kind of succeed and be successful in that. Um, uh, and in mentioning that, um, you know, about your family and, and, and kind of taking that role. Um, so you got back to that 15, uh, you kind of took it upon yourself like at 18. Um, was there any, besides your uncles that you were mentioning, was there anyone else that kind of just filled in that role as a, like as a mentor or someone that kind of provided spiritual guidance or just? Yeah, definitely. Um, I honestly don't feel like there was just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we are in a congregation for a reason. Sure. And I think there was a lot of people that, that were there for me, you know, in those times when, when they would see you, it would only be me and my brother going to church. Mm-hmm. Or, for me and my brother and my mom going to church and um you know there was a lot of a lot of people that step up and and they would definitely just you know give you the words that you needed when it was time um i had a really or i have a really close friend and um and actually i was kind of like his little brother you know and i would follow him everywhere he would go um and i would try to be like him (laughs) you know he um you know he's a really good guy a really humble guy a really hardworking guy and uh, those are the things that stuck to me. You know? yeah. um, it's never about the title. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that I think I got it from, you know, extension of my dad and then just rehearing it from him and just rehearing it from other people. And it's just like, you know, it's it's not the title. Mm-hmm. We don't need a title to work in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that stuck to me. And, um, you know, from, from mentors like that and from, you know, big brothers or just father figures that you know i would look up to yeah. and just say hey i, I want to be like that when i grow up and um there's a you know there's a lot of people i mean all the ministers at church mm-hmm. um there were great examples you know from brother brother sonito hoyer to um pastor to i mean just everybody brother preciado just when brother hugo was there just mm-hmm. um even brother salas you know brother joel colmenero his dad I mean, even you, you know, mm-hmm. different people that were all there. Um, and that would, I mean, it's not, I would go up to them or anything like that. Then, you know, um, when we did speak, like, word just followed. And I think that that's always something that that I would take, you know, home and sure. really just appreciate. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, that's definitely something that um, that's I believe somebody needs is, you know, someone to that they can bounce stuff off of. And uh, one thing I was talking about last time with with um, with a friend of mine, he goes, sometimes it's nice just to be ministered to, you know, after a while. So it, it's it's awesome that someone that can know you and, and they can kind of know where you're at in your life and be like, you know what, that's not Brother Mario, that's not Brother Jonathan. You know, something's different or something's wrong. And, and that's cool because that's great because you have someone to kind of help hold you accountable. Right. you know, to your relationship and the things that, and they want to be there to help, uh, make positive things happen for you. Um, and, and in all of this, as you were serving God, did you ever f- feel 
um, that God was calling you or pulling you towards position? I mean, I just kind of read off a list at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned uh, about titles. Uh, you know, definitely we don't need titles to work. Uh, you know, it's very interesting when my father-in-law passed away, one of the things that they kept mentioning was, you know, he did things and he didn't have a title and he didn't have a title. And I understood what sentiment they were saying, it, you know, that he worked for the kingdom of God. But if you think about it, um, we all have a child as a child of God or as a servant of God. Right. So even though we don't officially carry, you know, a plaque or, or something, you know, on a license, you know, we all do have a title in the kingdom of God and, and that's being a servant. And I, I every, since I've known you, you were just always a servant. You were always willing and, and, and just there. But did you ever feel, uh, you know, kind of pulled in towards, uh, you know, leadership roles? Like, did you feel that calling in your life to be, uh, you know, local youth president or a deacon or, you know, working in the district. Like, well, did you feel that? You know, um, I always, I don't beat myself up for this, but this is something that, <laughs> you know, I hear a lot from people, um, specifically because of that, you know, like I've always, I've always shied away from titles because, mm. you know, I just, it, you know, we always just say it's a title. And I've, sure. talked, to, I've talked to my mentors about this as well. Um, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. Um, at the age of 18, I, um, I got asked to be a deacon mm-hmm. the first time. And, um, you know, I was barely going into college. I had barely graduated from high school. And um, my mind was completely not there. <laughs> You know, I was worried about other stuff. Yeah. Things that, you know, somebody that's going into college worries about. Things that, you know, a young kid, teenager worries about. And um, it, it kind of caught me off guard. But I just, you know, I had to say no. Because mm-hmm. I, my heart wasn't in it. My mind wasn't in it. And uh, my dad always said, if you are going to be a deacon, mm-hmm. um, you should be ready to be a minister. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a minister, you should be ready to be a pastor. He's like, even if it doesn't come, wow. you should be ready. And uh, that's something that I always took to heart, you know. And so, I, you know, I said no. and um, But I kind of made it a goal, you know. I was like, all right, so now, you know, I know that this is something that could happen in my life. Mm-hmm. So by the next time they ask me, if they do ask me, I'll be ready. Yeah. And so two years went by, and I was 20, and... Pastor Espino asked me again if uh, if I would consider you know being a deacon, and um, actually my my little cousin Kiko, um, he also got asked, and uh, I was like oh well you know that would be cool, <laughs> but uh, before that before I had I had I had that question come up I, I kind of felt it coming but I um, for some reason I started you know praying and fasting at the beginning of the year usually when they ask you to become a deacon or a minister or anything like that it's you know towards april march you know so that they can have your name sent up to um the district for approval and all that stuff and have it ready for convention Mm -hmm. so you know i started off the year and you know i started fasting started praying i didn't know why i was fasting or praying i just knew i had to and um once the question came up i asked myself i was like oh well you know jonathan are you is this something that you know we're ready for or you're mm-hmm. ready for and um and i couldn't come up with an answer so i asked the pastor if i could have a couple of days to mm-hmm. to pray about it more even though i had already prayed <laughs> and fasted for like that whole beginning of the year and um and i did but honestly when i was praying i felt like like i was a little kid i felt like a little kid asking for candy and, and then the parents didn't want to give him the candy. Mm-hmm. That's literally how I felt. You know, I was asking God, God, you know, um, is this what you want for my life? Is this what you want in my life? Um, is this is this what, what we're going to be doing? You know, is this something that, that I should do? Um, but I never felt like I got confirmation. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said no again for the second time. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, I still kept working. I still kept doing everything that I was doing. And, um, you know, two years after that, they asked me again. And 
heard about it and there's confirmation and so i said yes so it literally took almost six years um third time i said yes um and god always speaks to me in threes for some reason um and i mean whenever i'm gonna preach whenever i'm gonna speak like there's always confirmation three times and it's always i mean i don't i don't purposely do it Mm -hmm. or or look for it but it's always happens to be like that yeah so um it was just you know it's crazy so you know it's uh, and then we'll go back to that title place you know it's Uh, for me, it's never really been about the titles. It's always about um, what am I doing in the mm-hmm. kingdom and what am I doing to enlarge the kingdom of God and, and to to work. You know, yeah. and uh, for some reason, it's always in that same manner. You know, you start doing something um, and you start working. Like you know, when I was an usher, you know, I would be serving. I'd be serving. I'd be serving, and I'd be uh, doing things. And you learn a lot of things just by ushering. You learn how mm-hmm. people are. You learn how to discern people that come in to church you begin to see people's attitudes how they react to certain situations um you really you know and through it all you just have to serve people yeah um and then you know i started teaching the young kids uh like the third graders i believe it was it was the beginners class and um you know i was just teaching because you know i thought that that would be pretty cool (laughs) um but i mean just from doing that you know you learned i learned so much you know how to be sensitive to the spirit of god when you're teaching how to teach how to prepare lessons, how to, you know, go into study, not not just for, you know, me being in a college. I mean, I you know, you learn a lot of that studying stuff through that. Yeah. But, you know, how to study the Word, how to study the Bible. And, um, you know, those little things, you know. And then after that, you know, I started teaching the college and career class. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, all of a sudden, I'm doing all these different tasks, all these different stuff. And uh, I get to a point where, you know, I'm a deacon or I get to the point where, I you know, I'm a youth president and all of a sudden it's like because i've already done all these little mm-hmm. things um I'm, I'm equipped to do what the role i'm in now yeah. you know so i just keep working and i keep working and um it, it just leaves me in awe of how god equips you and you don't even know why he's equipping you or what you know what he's doing in your life but then you get to that point in your life and it's like you know what i can do this because <laughs> god's got my back and i, and I trust god and so um, that's what always leaves me amazed. So I, yeah. you know, one of my mentors said, you know what, Jonathan, the titles will come. Yeah. Um, it's not because you want them. It's not because you're you're looking for them. Mm-hmm. It's just because you're equipped to do something um, in the kingdom of God. And if you're equipped to do it, it's because God's been preparing you. So I I truly that's believe good. that. I truly yeah. believe that. And I mean, that's what I tell our young people as well. You know, if don't look for ministry, just work, mm-hmm. and you'll find. You'll find what it is that God's trying to do in your life eventually yeah. through the work that you're doing. Well, that, that's what the Bible encourages to do. You know, you're, you're faithful in the little things, yeah. and God's going to bless you in the greater things. Yeah. And sometimes we, it's so interesting how we always want to do um, the spiritual things backwards. You know, God show me first, and then I'll move. And God's saying, just trust me and move, and then I'll show you. Or, you know, God, give me the bigger things first, and then... God's like, no, I haven't seen you, you know, be good in the little yeah. things, but yeah. it's always, it's always backwards with us. And, and, and I, I loved how you, you gave that, uh, that explanation where, you know, you were, you were doing these little things for the kingdom of God and, and for your service and being, just being a servant. And all of a sudden bigger things just kept coming and kept coming. And even though you weren't looking for them, they, it's almost like they found you. God just said, you're ready. And all of a sudden you just start it's almost like a, a flower or something. You just start letting off a certain aroma. It's like, it's that favor of God, right. and all of a sudden, people know people that need a notice are noticing, and and you're not doing it for any other reason but just to do what you feel you need to do in the, for the your service in God. Uh, you know, I I've I've shared with you with you this many times, but you know, coming from a little church in Blythe, California, and and you know, just being this 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 guy, this little kid or whatever, fifteen years old getting baptized, I never thought good things would happen in my life uh, because of my testimony, uh, because of where it came from originally and, and all the things that were going on. And, you know, I, I've said it a million times before, but I never dreamed I'd get married and have, a, you know, kids and have a home. And then much less when I got, in the, uh, got into church, you know, be involved as a deacon and being a minister and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I, I just thank God because you're right. I remember all those nights vacuuming the church in Blythe. 
cleaning out the section of the weeds, you know, in the yard or mowing the lawn. And I was a young person. We have varones, but <laughs> my pastor would call me, hey, can you clean the bathrooms? All right, pastor, can you turn the air on before church? You know, all right, pastor. So I remember doing all those little things and, and not looking for anything to be paid back, but it's just awesome how when you're when you're trying to be faithful in your service that God remembers and God honors you yeah. and, and just puts you in those things. And, and um, one of the things I got to do also in my lifetime uh, was serve under the Arizona District Board as, as a treasurer, and that's what you're doing this year. Uh, actually, last you got to serve last. No, I started. Yeah, yeah. Last convention. Yeah. Last convention. So, at last convention. Uh, and you guys, we just um, had the the first conference for uh, Real Talk, and we're gonna talk about uh, that a little bit. Can you share with me, like, what are what are some things that you're seeing about the district, or if you want to comment about the conference, or what are some things that are coming up? What just just share. What what do you feel about that? Well, I mean. It's actually just an honor and privilege to serve the young people of the Arizona Messengers of Peace. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the Arizona District, um, I think, I know that, that we just have an awesome, awesome team. And, you know, our president, Sister Rebecca Mermejo and Brother Judah Montenegro, our secretary. I mean, I, we balance each other out perfectly. We complement each other very well, you know, whenever, you know, we need something that mm -hmm. requires a, a lot of... Uh, personality or you know charismatic you know person <laughs> you know we have brother judah there and you know he'll take lead and he'll do a great job doing it um and sister becky she's really good at just casting a vision and then um you know us following and, and making sure that that we can accomplish that mission through mm -hmm. whatever it is that we do um and i think we just complement each other very well on that in that matter when we started out um sister bermejo said something that has stuck with me and um, I, I appreciate it for, for allowing us or giving us the, the opportunity just to, you know, um, express ourselves how, however it is that we feel um, our district should be moving in. And she mm -hmm. said, you know what, guys, we only have two years, two years mm -hmm. to do whatever, whatever it is that is in our hearts. So if you have an idea, if you have plans, if you want to do something. Speak up now, and we'll do it. And we'll make it happen. And um, I mean, I think that's awesome. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're we're doing it for now because it's true. You know, we, yeah. we don't know if we're gonna get elected next year or sorry, next convention. Yeah. Um, we don't know how long we have this position or this platform. So um, as long as we do, we have to make sure that that we serve the young people of Arizona District to the best of our abilities. Um, last year we. We had our LSI conference, our Love mm -hmm. Serve Impact conference, and um, that was our first conference um, as a group. And the vision that Becky had cast was, we got to work. We mm -hmm. got to have our young people work, and through that work, we will love, serve, impact our communities, our district, and the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that that conference on even from the camp before we got to kind of um partner up with with the old board um uh the exiting board and um we got to work together but even from that camp we just felt this momentum just push us um to the next level and i think arizona district is definitely going in that direction everybody's feeling that excitement um and it's not just emotion i believe that it's you know excitement because we're we're reaching new heights in mm -hmm. god and and New Heights as a district, and we're, we're moving and we're going places. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that mentality definitely gives us um, that momentum of just loving, serving people mm -hmm. in our community. And so, you know, that that was a theme for that. And then this uh, this last weekend, we had our Real Talk conferences. Mm -hmm. And the, the vision for that, which was also cast by Sister Rebecca Romejo, was um, there's a lot of things in church that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, but we need to start talking about them because we're losing too many of our young people to the world because we're staying silent and we're not talking about these things. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that, that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also important to keep our foundation in God and our doctrine and what we're doing. So, I mean, of course, there was um, some topics that we want to discuss that were specifically foundation-based, mm -hmm. specifically doctrinal-based. 
and um, you know those were the topics regarding faithfulness to God, faithfulness mm-hmm. to your church. That was one of the conferences that we had this weekend. Um, also, you know, courting and relationships, mm-hmm. how we as apostolics should be looking for that other person, you know, because as a young people, that's basically why why you go to a lot of these activities, <laughs> right? Because you're looking for for Mr. Right or, or Mrs. Perfect. But it's, um, you know, it, it definitely things that, that we need to talk about. And so from that, we actually went on to some stronger and more deeper mm-hmm. stuff that we felt were important we talked about addiction Mm -hmm. we talked about depression and uh, we also talked about purity and um, these are all like i said things that we saw um, need to be talked about need to be expressed and we need to really just get our young people thinking about it and and get our young people some help as to how to deal with you know when addiction comes how to deal with depression comes how, how to reach out for help how to reach out for for the resources that you need to mm-hmm. to to get somewhere to get over these things sure and so that that was the vision for that and then now i mean we're planning for cap and we're going to be having cap soon and i think we're just going to keep going with this real talk mentality of um you know there's a lot of things out there that that need to be addressed with our young yeah. people and so we really wanted these conferences to help out the local churches um, in getting their young people a solid foundation mm-hmm. and also getting things exposed so that we know where we can work mm-hmm. and who needs help if they need help and and um, and just pretty much be a resource because that's as as a board in the district um, that's what we're here for mm-hmm. just to be a to be a resource for for the district so mm-hmm. so yeah, we're definitely excited I mean we have an awesome team we call it the dream team everybody compliments each other and um I mean, but there, and I'll say this as well. The only reason why we're able to do this is because of uh, prior boards that mm-hmm. that were willing to, you know, push and uh, put us on their shoulders. And yeah. Literally, just you know, keep pushing up, and you know, I, we appreciate people like Brother Jairo, Brother Becker, the Montenegros. You know, I think you served with one of the Montenegros, mm-hmm. or Steve. Um, you know, Brother Adam Gray. You know, all all the board members that have been uh, been there before we are so. Yeah. we definitely definitely do do appreciate them as well and we know that we couldn't be where we are right now if it wasn't for them yeah. so it's uh, it's exciting I believe there's a lot of stuff to come I mean we announced um, our Leap of Faith scholarship this weekend we'll be giving away money for uh, a young person a couple of young persons in our district so that they can continue studying or just help them out because mm-hmm. you know college can be tough um, and then we also announced our Arizona District Choir, which we have had in the past, but um, we want to reamp that and hopefully be ready by camp so we can just, you know, show off a little bit while we're at camp and, and you know, worship God the way that, you know, through choir. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely excited about everything that's to come. And um, as long as we're here, um, we definitely plan on serving um, the Arizona Messengers of Peace to our best of our abilities. So that's exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and those are pretty big. I mean, any time you have any event, I mean, they're pretty big endeavors. Uh, and, and you're talking about like a district choir. And it's like, how can that come? Uh, how can we, how can that happen? You know, because, you know, the district's so big and so wide in Arizona. But I mean, if you have young people with a dedicated, with the same mentality and the same purpose and goal, I mean, there's nothing that cannot be done. Right. I mean, they, if, you just have to have young people with a made up mind. And it does not matter what's going to be planned. I mean, you'll have an outcome. You'll have people there. Yeah. So, and and that's just great, uh, you know, to, to, to hear that, um, that that's the type of young people we have in the district. Um, and, and that's just, that's awesome. Uh, and then this year, camp's going to be five days. Yeah, we're taking it back to a week. So it should yeah. be. Yeah, that you know, brought me back all those memories of old camps. <laughs> I used to have a speaker a night. That's how far back we went. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Five speakers a night, and, and that was awesome. And uh, so, um, so with the district, uh, stuff going on, and then you also serve. Um, this year we're doing something different locally in our church, and, and you're, we have a youth president this year. So you're also serving as a youth president uh, for First Season House of Worship. And um, so let's talk a little about local, local uh, presidency uh, for us. Uh, what's, what's been going on or what, 
What do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I actually remember, um, I mean, if we go back to the last president that we had probably about eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, I think it was uh, Brother Israel Reese, and then before him was Brother Chapito, uh, Josue Costa. And I mean, both of those young men um, were, you know, some of the people that I looked up to and some of the people I hung out with. I was like their little brother. Um, <laughs> and, um, and there's people I still connect with and I still talk to and, you know, definitely do take all of their advice mm-hmm. into account. So it's uh, it's it's kind of cool to see that. I honestly didn't think that we would be getting a youth president um, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I mean, it's, it's a great responsibility. It definitely brings a lot to the plate. Um, a lot of people ask me, like, Jonathan, how do you, how do, you do all these things? You know, like, really going to school, by, yeah. know, doing district stuff, by going out on missionary trips. You know, like, how do you handle everything at the same time? Honestly, I just take it, you know, one week at a time, one day at a time. And um, just make sure that, you know, I, I have, I try to, I try to keep a checklist of all the things mm-hmm. and tasks that I need to do. And, um, I mean, but for our local youth, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, we felt a, a shift at the beginning of the of the year actually where um, a lot of people you know got excited and um, you know really wanted to start working and wanted to get back into everything that that we are um, we're going through mm-hmm. um, actually my vision though for the young people um, and this is something that that I've shared with them as well I, I told them that um, we, we don't want to have just events mm-hmm. you know we want to have and create opportunities for them to be able to experience God and grow in God. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that's the plan, you know. Um, I remember being in church when I was young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 13 or probably older than that, sleeping under the bench. <laughs> but I remember that, you know, that we would have some services where it just the Spirit of God and the glory of God would just be so heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody would just, you know, break down because mm-hmm. they couldn't contain the glory of God and literally felt like there was a fog. And, you know, it wasn't wow. one of those, like, you know, fog machines we have nowadays yeah. <laughs> to try to imitate or, you know, whatever, create. But it, it was literally, it just felt like it was fog. And I don't know if it was because of the stank in there or, <laughs> but, you know, it was just like, it's heavy presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being asleep, you know, from from being asleep and having to wake up because of that. Wow. Um, and you know, there's nothing that you can do but just sit there and be in awe of the presence of God and experience that. Um, I think that that's something that we um, that some of your young people haven't experienced before. Mm. And uh, my vision is for uh, for us to work towards that. But you can't attain that, or you can't get to a level where. Where you experience the glory of God like that, if you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with God, and if you don't have a life that is consecrated mm-hmm. to God, so uh, that's that's what we're working towards. And uh, if we can get to to a place where we're more consecrated, where we um, want to follow God and, mm-hmm. and please God, then I think that we'll be in good shape. Um, but yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, we have a lot of plans, a lot of events planned, a lot of activities that we want to do. Um, you know, end of the year stuff that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you just got to take it, you know, whether it be a month at a time, yeah. three months at a time, take it in stages. And just every time we um, we get to a, a certain milestone, we, we we want to stop, analyze everything that's going on and make sure that we're moving in the right direction. If there's things that we need to correct, mm-hmm. then we need to take care of them now. Um, we had a, a board meeting with our, our local board a couple of weeks ago. And we pretty much, I mean, it was a long meeting, but we, you know, we talked about all of this, you know, we talked about the first three months, we talked about the momentum, we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, some of the downfalls that we'd have, some of the pushbacks that we've had, um, we talked about some of the things that we could do better, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's definitely a group of young people that are thinking about our young people, our yeah. youth, and then, I mean, go into prayer every day, um, just asking for them, and that they're there to to honestly just serve the young people so it's mm-hmm. it feels good you know if uh if i'm in a dream board or in a dream team with um the arizona district then mm-hmm. i really just feel blessed to be in a, a second if anything it's our local dream team yeah 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 you know just uh i mean everybody's very very capable of leading the team on their own yeah i feel like they are probably all smarter than i am <laughs> which makes it good because then <laughs> He can keep me on check and yeah. he can, you know, keep the momentum going and, 
they can step into my shoes if it's mm-hmm. temporarily, you know, if I'm out of town or anything like that. But I, I definitely trust them, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for our young people. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully having a revival sometime this year and, uh, you know, hopefully having a, a end-of-the-year trip or whatever it is that, that, you know, the money that we raise goes mm-hmm. to. Definitely want to to just serve them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> one of the things... Um, and I'm, I know you're aware of this, but, you know, when it came to leadership roles, um, you know, like you were kind of mentioning, you, you can only take a group or uh, or even an individual person so far, you know, with with um, with activities or, or whatever it is. And like, but you were mentioning, you know, it's just experiencing the glory of God. You know, that that's something that also happens on a personal level. But, you know, being that support and being something of an instrument to be able to hopefully have that young person experience those things. I mean, that's awesome because you want them to achieve that. But at the same time, before they do, between those times, you know, there's heartbreak, you know, there's, there's disappointment. I mean, uh, you, you, you feel a lot of different emotions as a leader. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I congratulate the youth, the local youth board. And like you said, just from yourself all the way down to the, whoever's serving, you know, Brother Ray, Sister Mari, Brother David, Sister, I mean, it's just it's Sister Natalie, uh, Sister, um, Another, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, just like you said, any any one of them fills a certain role and they do a great job. You know, they, they really do a great job and they, they know the vision, but yet they still have their own uh, uh, thing that they can offer, yeah. you know, as far as for working with that. So it, it, it's awesome in, in, in working with that and when you have a group of people that can work in that way too. Uh, but I remember, just a matter of fact, this morning, uh, you know, before you're getting ready to go to church, uh, and speaking about something being personal and, and, and your own experience with God and freeing the glory of God, uh, you know, God was just speaking to me as I was getting ready. And, and God was saying, you know, we got to get to a place, uh, either the church or the young people, where, <clears throat> you know, in order to see God's glory, it's not, Lord, let me hear what I want to hear in order for me to stay here. You know, don't you know? Let me let me hear what I want to hear in order for me to stay here. But God, let me hear what I what I need to hear. Or I'm sorry, don't let me uh, let me hear what I want to hear in order to stay here, so I can stay through the service and I can stay through the songs, I can stay through the preaching. You know, but we ought to get to a place where we're mature enough to say, Lord, let me hear what I need to hear in order to stay saved. Yeah. And, and when we when we when we're looking for God in the, in that way our relationship begins to grow and we begin to mature that when we state things like, Lord, let me hear what I want to hear, uh, uh, you know, in the services, we're asking for deeper things. They're not the emotional things. You know, they're deeper than that. They're to seek and, and to feel the glory of God. And and I don't know if I explained that right, but I remember just feeling that in my heart and God just speaking to me. And I was thinking, man, that's 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 something that that's amazing. You know, that, that you know, like you said, it's personal. It's something that we need to work towards and eventually we'll grow and mature in God and we'll be able to experience all these things, right. you know, in, in a sense. So it, it's very interesting you were mentioning that because it, it, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Brother Rudy Antunes actually said something this past conference, uh, which I thought was awesome. Um, he was talking about, his, you know, God's judgment. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he said, he said, we should be as receptive to judgment as we are to his mercy and grace. Mm. You know, a lot of times we want to talk about the mercy <laughs> and the grace. And we want to talk about how God, you know, is there and it's good, but we should yeah. be as receptive to his judgment as well. Um, because God's judgment is really what we should be worried about, you know? Mm. Um, and that's, that's what perfects our lives, you yeah. know? That's what really just cleanses our souls, cleanses our body. And, it, you know, that feels like there's pressure and it feels yeah. like it's, it's tough. But, but that's ultimately what, you know, will keep us in this walk and get us yeah. closer to God. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I always remember, you know, God, you know, he, he convicts our hearts, never condemns, but convicts mm-hmm. because he wants to call, like you were mentioning, to call our attention to our lives. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so, Brother we kind of went through a lot of stuff here today. Um, one of the last things I want to just hit on before I let you go is you, you touched on a little bit earlier, uh, the missionary work. I know you have a trip pretty soon. Um, so, in my mind, you know, I just think about your testimony. Like you said, a 15-year-old getting baptized, this mantle, you know, the family bit put upon you. 
18 years old, you take it, you know, and, and you and you just dedicate yourself to it and to your relationship with God. You know, you're serving in all these capacities. And, and you know, think about where you came from, that 15-year-old young man, <laughs> to now you're, you're, you're serving. Like I said, you mentioned earlier, it's not about the title so much, but that, you, that you're in these roles that you're filling. And now you're like, you're going out there to different parts of the world, you know, fulfilling missionary work. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Definitely. <laughs> I was actually, I, you know, I had a birthday this past uh, Thursday. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm very plan oriented. You know, I like to sit down and, and really, you know, like those whole five-year plans and, you know, all those things people talk about. I actually do all of those, mm-hmm. you know. I, uh, I like to know where I'm going. I like to know where I've been. Um, I like to know that, you know, I'm, I'm at least trying to move forward and grow. So, um, I was, I was looking back, um, just five years and, uh, I was thinking about, you know, I was 25, I sat down, I was like, all right, I'm 25 right now. I'll be 26 next week. And, um, looking back five years, I wasn't even looking back 10 years, but, I was like looking back five years. I was like, never in crazy in my craziest dreams would I have dreamed, would I have planned any of this that has happened in my life, yeah. um, just these past five years. And um, you know, I wrote down the list that I had for when I was about twenty. And when I was twenty, I believe my five year plan involved graduating with my bachelor's degree, um, getting married buying a house and um and uh i think that like there was another one you know i think it was like becoming a minister or something like that you Uh know uh becoming a deacon and becoming a minister like a four-year process you know Mm -hmm. and so that that was on my list and so i sat down and i wrote wrote out what had actually happened Mm -hmm. and out of like those five items there the only thing i have accomplished was the bachelor's degree <laughs> so it was uh you know it was it was kind of it was it wasn't like i was regretting it was kind of mm. like i was i was a little bit impressed you know just kind of like oh god you know it's, <laughs> it's funny how you work you know you know they always talk about how you know if you ever want to make god laugh give him your plans <laughs> so you know i mean it's i know that you know i know that and i know that ultimately god has control and mm-hmm. i know that ultimately you know it's it's the will of god that, that sure. needs to happen in my life but but just by looking at that i was like man but then i started doing and looking at everything that god had done in my life for those past five years and i was just in awe you know from going to Cambodia to going to Honduras to going to Tijuana, you know, last year I got wow. to go to Kenya, and then this year I'm going back to Kenya, um, and uh, not only as a you know team member, but actually taking on a more active role as one of the core members and helping out the director as his assistant and everything that has to do with just planning and involved, being involved in in all the decision making that happens behind trips like this, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, never in my life would I have thought that I, you know, would have traveled. Never, never least, uh, uh, never would I have thought that, you know, missionary work would be on my mind. You know, yeah. people ask me like, oh yeah, Jonathan's a missionary. I'm not a missionary. <laughs> I've just gone on trips that are missionary based. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from those missionary based trips, now I, I can honestly say that if uh, missionary field or missionary work ever came my way or my direction, I would seriously consider it. You know, wow. it would be something that I would definitely, definitely look at. And I mean, I understand that a lot of these things that come our way aren't going to be forever in our lives. Mm-hmm. So because I understand that, I can say, okay, you know, this would be definitely something that I would um, take into account and yeah. definitely be a season in my life. And so. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was incredible just to look at all of that that God had done in my life. And then, I mean, aside from that, God has blessed me so much, mm-hmm. you know, outside of that, you know, and just, um, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to have my master's by the age of 25. I have my master's. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be a minister. and But, you know, like, even if I'm not right now, I know that, you know, it, it's coming and it's sure. coming down the line. Um, but, you know, not having my house, like, it isn't... It honestly doesn't bug me that much because I know that, you know, sooner or later it's it's gonna come and it's gonna yeah. be something that, 
that God's going to bless me. The same thing with the wife, same thing with it. You know, I just continue to pray for whoever that is and then continue to get ready because I know I'm not ready to get married right yeah. now, even though, you know, people might think differently. <laughs> but, you know, these are all things that, that God has really just, you know, continue to work in my life. And, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to be yeah. able to go out and experience um, and get a different perspective uh, from outside the United States, from outside your your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and and really see what the kingdom of God is really all about, mm-hmm. um, and to get a different perspective on what the kingdom of God is, and and to see how there is so many souls out there that, that mm-hmm. are still looking for God, and um, you know, it, I, I get this from a lot of people when I go into trips, you know, like, well, Jonathan, you know, there's a lot of need here locally. Yeah, there is a lot mm-hmm. of need locally. Um, and, uh, for a lot of people, it's, you can't see that need locally until you've stepped out mm-hmm. and taken a different perspective. And I mean, that's what happened to me. You know, I had to step out, it took a different perspective. And really when I got back, you know, I just became burdened for our young people locally, became mm-hmm. burdened for our young people at a district level, became burdened for the people that are out there in the world that just need God. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I definitely recommend it anybody to go on a missionary trip whether it be with on any of these great organizations that we have in our assembly mm-hmm. um it's definitely life-changing and i mean if you think it's too expensive trust me it's not it's, it's you're <laughs> investing into your life you're investing yeah. into your spiritual life um and it's i mean if you're young and you got the time and if you've got the money definitely definitely do it now um and like i was talking about before like you know then you you are equipped to handle mm-hmm. situations if they come your way yeah so um it's uh it's it's a blessing to just be it's a blessing and actually just a privilege to be able to to have experience all these different situations and all these different trips yeah lord willing i mean uh, i know it's not going to be forever you know I'm not, yeah i'm not going to be able to go on these trips forever so you know i take it one trip at a time and just enjoy it and then make sure that i learn and take it away as much as i can from every experience and, and every moment i'm out there yeah, so, yeah definitely looking forward to think we're leaving it the count is up to like 20 days so it's wow. it's getting close it's getting close and how long are you gonna be gone uh, how long are you gonna be there for to total of 10 days 10 days total wow. of 10 days in, in nairobi kenya and um we have a ton of different things that are planned out there we are going to be working with um a couple of orphanages we're going to be you know taking taking school supplies that arizona district of the Arizona District Messengers of Peace actually collected. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking some of those things out there. We're also going to be um, trying to provide more more stuff for them, like food and um, mattresses. And, you know, we'll yeah. see how much money our, or how far our money goes out yeah. there. And then uh, we're also going to be working on this clean water project um, because just the conditions of water out there is just so <sighs> bad, you know. that's um the, the number one reason why people die out there is because of malnutrition. Yeah. But that malnutrition comes from the lack of purified water. So that's definitely something that, that we're going to be looking at and um, partaking in. And then, of course, we have a, a national convention that we're going to be hosting over there. And then we're going to be uh, giving some conferences for wow. for the churches that are out there. And we're also going to be um, having like a, like a crusade. So looking forward to it. It's going to be really busy probably won't sleep much but <laughs> it's uh, definitely going to be worth it yeah no it's awesome and you know you, you mentioned a little while ago that you know there is a need also here you know locally but um you know you think about these missionaries or, or yourselves going to different parts of the world <clears throat> you know a lot of times not understanding that here i mean we worship freely but the challenge that some of them have to go through just to even attend some of those events that you guys are doing out there and either political or families or you know i think you were mentioning one area was just uh predominantly uh, or you know uh witchcraft or something like that so i mean these are areas that you guys are going into you know and and it's not so much here i mean it's around here in the states or in arizona but i mean you, you don't face them as you know as much when you're when you're here you know so yeah that, that's a big difference for sure yeah it is uh it was interesting because i was talking to uh to um, Evangelist Mingo uh, Garcia. He's, he's actually um, helping Brother Provencio, Bishop Provencio. Um, he's his assistant, and he's the one that directs the trip mm-hmm. to Mission Mission Kenya. 
and we were speaking about how last year before we left, two weeks before we left, um, they had that that shooting in Nairobi um, at a Christian college. That's where right. They killed about 142 people, which is a crazy massacre, you know. And um, you know, a lot of people that were going with us kind of were on edge mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think it was last week, right? We had another massacre in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it's crazy to wow. see see these things, you know, just happening and unfolding. But regardless of what's going on, regardless of everything that's going on in, in the world, um, you really begin to understand that, you know, that there's there's a lot of a lot of things that are opposed and against. Yeah. Um, us being out there and preaching the gospel, wow. and then you know just spreading the news, the good news, the gospel of God. Yeah. And uh, it just really gives you a different perspective. I mean, we just go and we live this temporary for 10 days, but they, mm. they live there. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. So it was, um, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like yeah. I said, it gives you a different perspective. It allows you to be way more grateful for for everything that you can do and mm. um, just the liberty that you have to worship God and praise God. Yeah. And, um, you know how spoiled we are. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely lets you be grateful yeah yeah well brother i really want to appreciate your time and everything that you opened up to share with one of the things that about your life that came to my mind was something pastor i remember pastor take a preaching about one time and he said you know give god all your dreams and all your plans and serve him and god was faithful to honor your dreams and your plans so you know it's remember that verse you know putting for putting first the kingdom of god uh, and all, seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else shall be added on you know according to his will so that, that that's that's like the, I, the perfect illustration that I can think of of your life in the sense of your plans and everything else like you said you just you just like being orientated uh, you know organized and, and it's not that um, you, but ultimately you know God's in charge and, and I think it's a really really good thing that we could all do in our lives is take that perspective too that you know we have plans we have goals there's nothing wrong with that but ultimately putting God first, but knowing that God will honor the, our service and, and putting him. Uh, but, but again, Brother Jonathan, I want to appreciate your time and, and again, your openness uh, to the conversation. And um, and that's that's pretty much all I have, Brother. Perfect. Um, all right. Thank, Thank you for having me here. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely an honor to, to always sit and speak with you. Oh, my pleasure, Brother. Thank you very much. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time. All right.